0: Listening Dog Media.
1: This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Muddy News Media. Hello and welcome to The Offside Rule. I'm Kate Borsay. Hello. Here with you for another walk around the park or a cycle or maybe you're in the kitchen, cooking, whatever you're doing. A warm welcome to the show and thanks for joining us. It's not just me. I'm little Todd, of course. Alongside me, it's my favourite duo after the Chuckle Brothers. Who's Barry and who's Paul? It's Lindsay Hooper and Hayley McQueen. Hello.
0: I'll let you choose, Haley. Which one do you want to
2: be? I'd rather it be, let's decide who's Ant or Deck. to be fair. <laughs>
1: Lindsay, you endured the first nil nil of the season. I can't believe that, but you didn't have to pay fourteen pounds ninety
0: five for it, did you? I didn't. I actually got paid to be there. That's like <laughs> a bonus, isn't it? Um before I even went, I had a few different messages saying that's got nil nil written all over it for the first of the Premier League season. <laughs> so um yeah, it lived up to the billing in that regard. It was my very first duties as well post-match for match of the day. I was filling in for a colleague. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed seeing Slava Bilic again because I haven't seen him properly since his time at West Ham. So it, it was nice to catch up with him briefly.
1: Yeah. So West Brom Burnley, that one. Haley McQueen, how have you been? Uh, I know you've been busy on air this week and two wins for United.
2: I know. Back to back wins. I was feeling a little bit dejected, of course, about everything with, you know, Harry Maguire's performance for his national side. Um, and just wondering about Manchester United and how I was gonna appear on the podcast downbeat, down the bottom half of the table. And actually, well done, Lindsay. Do you remember last week we were predicting of the Debutants who was going to do well, and I think I can't remember who it was now, but I think you you actually predicted pretty well what was going to happen at the weekend last week, if I recall.
0: I I I did actually uh, mention Kane, didn't I, Harry Kane? Yes. Um, And I said, watch out, you know, it's a bit of a decoy with Gareth Bale, but the person you need to be concentrating on is Harry Kane. And he has got off to a great start to the season with assists and goals. And he's usually a slow starter. So it is a bit of an out there prediction to do that with Kane for this season, which a few people did. Uh, How long it continues because he usually he usually gets better as the season goes on. It could be the campaign for him, couldn't it?
1: Not to put a downer on things, but he it, it was sort of a bit of a cheeky pick, wasn't it, Lindsay Hooper? If anyone was listening to last week's episode, they were meant to be debutantes in the league. Um, but Lindsay went for the slightly alternative take and it worked. Um, ladies, I wondered whether five games in, Villa are 100 percenters, Everton are topping the league, both Manchester's are in the bottom of the table. It's all askew whether either of you want to start Stick your neck out and predict who might win the league this season.
0: <laughs> it's all changed now with Van Dyke, isn't it? With him out it for a, a bit. considerable period of time. Yes. How
2: crazy just taking one player out of one side and the whole title race is completely
1: Well, let's hope up in not. But definitely on paper, of course, people are concerned about it.
0: Um but is it going to affect Liverpool that much? It's not just that, it's the injury as well to Thiago. I don't know how long he will be sidelined for, but I I actually think that could have been a key role because he's so great as a defensive midfielder that he and Fabinho could have could have really helped to plug that gap. But with the injury to him as well, because that was an awful, awful challenge from Richarlison. Um, I just think that they're a little bit on the slim side now in that area. Whether Klopp does something in January, I don't know. Um, Van Dijk will still be around the dressing room, of course, but he's going to be out for some considerable time. So, I don't know, Kate. I, I think it, it's certainly going to it's certainly going to shorten that gap, isn't it? At the top of the table, I think it's going to be a much closer title race than it than it could have been. I love that
1: you've named it the Van Dijk factor. As branded by Lindsay Hooper. Let's see if the Van Dyke factor plays its part during the season. I hope not. Look, it's a test for Klopp, isn't it? You know, it's a test for that team. What do you reckon, Haley? Are you prepared to stick your neck out and give me a give me a winner? Oh my goodness. It's gonna be Manchester United. It, I know it's, it's ridiculous, know. really, at this
2: It's, it's, it's gonna be Manchester United. I'm I'm just I'm just letting you know that now. Okay. <laughs> okay um it's, it's it's the one season where I'm sitting here and drawing a blank, genuinely drawing a blank I'm finding it very hard to even look at how things are going and i I still think not having fans in the stadium the longer that goes on um, the more difficult it is to predict because the, the the results that we've seen and some of the games that we've seen have just been so
0: unpredictable,
2: but'm I'm, I'm, I'm actually enjoying that element of it if I'm honest.
0: I think that City will grow into the season as well because I think Diash has been a a really important signing for them. Defensively, they needed to strengthen. um, And I I don't know, I I just think that this could give them that boost now, knowing that Liverpool are weakened somewhat. It, it, It will be interesting, but it could see Manchester City now going on to win the title whereas I I think at the start of the season I thought it was going to be Liverpool's to retain We're going to stop that discussion right there particularly as you've just um,
1: discounted Liverpool from the title Um, Not really Uh, Coming up on the show today we'll be talking Europe and creating our ultimate leagues of football power more on that shortly plus we'll be telling you how you can best spend 15 quid if it's not at the football and uh, reassuring Virgil van Dijk that all is not lost
0: This news just in, listeners. The Athletic is extending its £1 a month offer for all new subscribers, meaning you can get unrivaled analysis and in-depth features from the very best football writers around, plus a brand new breaking news service and ad-free versions of all of The Athletic's podcasts for just a quid. This deal won't last forever, though, so don't miss out. Sign up today at theathletic.com slash offside.
1: Okay, topic one, Lindsay Hooper, Hayley McQueen, the ultimate super league. The Champions League is back. And uh, there is yet another Let's Change Football proposal doing the rounds. Have we had enough of these so far over the last few weeks? Uh, This time, it's a European Super League. Yes, that's right. Closely related, but not the same thing. Nothing new is there, really, with this trying to let's redo the Champions League business. But it did get us thinking about what the credentials would be for the European Super League, because you can't let any old mahusive club in, right? We've got to offside rules style this. So for a bit of fun, which teams would you give an entry ticket to to the most exclusive league in European football? Probably world football. Um, There are some caveats, Okay, so we don't choose the same teams. So here are the rules. We're going to take the big five leagues. So England, France, Germany, Spain, Italy. And you can only have two picks, so two teams per league. And uh, you're also going to get two wild cards as well. So two random teams, any you like, you can also throw in there. So that will give you 12, okay and amongst those 12 teams that will go into your European Super League um you can only have three champions among them so you can't have any more than three of Liverpool, Bayern Munich, PSG, Real Madrid and Juventus so let's go with England probably the hardest one of them all very close to home i just want the names of the teams and if you've got a justification by all means but we've got to keep this fairly tight Hayley who are your two English picks? OK, um, I'm going for obviously
2: the buyer's choice. Manchester United, they're involved. They want to be one of the founding clubs. This whole situation about the founding clubs not being relegated for 20 years. I mean, how is that even going to work? But anyway, if Manchester United managed to, to to get this through with Liverpool and the other clubs who are in talks about it, then they should be one of the teams up there as one of, sort of the biggest Um, clubs in world football and hope that this money can filter down to some of the other teams lower down in the leagues as well. How that will happen, who the heck knows. Um, Tottenham Hotspur, I want to put in there simply because of their stadium and because of... um, Maybe not the manager right now, because who knows what's going to happen when this uh, European Premier League kicks off, whether he'll still be in charge of the club. But I just think to have a, a stadium like Tottenham's not involved in something like this would be a darn shame.
0: Can can you not even say Jose Mourinho's name, Hayley, after he left no, United? No, 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 that's okay, it. Fine. Okay. <laughs> uh Lindsay. Okay, well I think with this you have either Liverpool because they've won the most European trophies or mm-hmm. Manchester United because they won the first European Cup back in 1968. So because of that history, one or the other of those, you choose, Kate, you can have either. I don't mind. But well that's hang on, that's like that's like asking me to choose
1: between myself and Hayley. It's like do I go with my own club, Liverpool, or do I go with Hayley's club? And either way, it's going to look either selfish or, well... You're anyway. going to go with
0: Liverpool, uh, but anyway. Yeah, obviously yeah. I am. <laughs> I'll leave you two <laughs> to... For a,
2: for a European match night, I will admit myself, and this is, this is ho- horrible to even say... It's spine tingling when you're at Anfield. I've been a couple of times and obviously you've got, you know, you'll never walk alone, kind of, you know, pumping out through the sound system with the, with the fans and everything going quiet
0: with the okay. fans. Okay. Yeah. That's it then. We're dumping okay. out Man United. Thanks, Haley. <laughs> Thanks. That's it. We're getting Liverpool in. Thank you for that. <laughs> She's dumped out her own team. Um, But the reason being as well is I want to create room because I think you must have one of the founding clubs of the football league in there. And everyone who knows that I'm a Wolves fan is thinking, oh, she's going to say Wolves, she's going to say Wolves. No, no, no. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. No, no, no. I think within this European Football League, we have to have the chat. It's just a gift to commentators. They have to be able to say, can they do it on a Tuesday night in Stoke? And we're going to hand that to them. So Stoke City can be there with one or the other of Liverpool or Man United, in my opinion. Now, Lindsay, you're famed on this podcast for not
1: following the rules. And again, I'm going to throw that one at you because it's got to be someone from the Premier League. If you want Stoke, you can chuck them in as your world card. But it's got to be a current Premier League team. You can only take teams from the top flights. My choices were Liverpool. Obviously, they've won it six times more than any other English club. I did say Man U because they've got the biggest social media following out of the Premier League. But then I had a bit of a tussle as to whether it should be Manchester United or City, who've got, by the way, last season, no other side in Europe's top five leagues managed more than City's tally of 102 goals so I was thinking about scoring goals and excitement um where are we going to go do we just go Liverpool Man U to be predictable but maybe that's probably the mean average between all of us yeah okay are we agreed Lindsay Hooper go on then okay Liverpool Man U is where it is at
0: okay uh Lindsay your picks for league. 1 please I've just gone geographical spread here <laughs> just to have a nice selection of teams from the, that spread over France um, and I've decided that just purely for the fact that I might get to work on this league and get to visit I'm, I'm choosing Monaco um, it has it has four billionaires living there, thirty percent population of millionaires. yes, it's rich and it and if I'm if I'm going to dump out PSG which I am, we might as well replace it with another rich super club. So Monaco are going okay. in there and then Marseille, because they were the first French club to win the European Cup back in 93.
2: Not only were they the first French club, they've actually played the most finals in Europe as well. They they were my pick, and I'm like you. PSG, au revoir.
1: But yeah, me too. Me too, funnily enough. And I also went for Marseille, because they've got the biggest attendances in the league as well. Yes. I also went for Lyon, because my rule for all of these picks is that at least one team per country must also have a good women's team as well okay Mm -hmm. so i'm rewarding teams that have got a good women's team so i went for leon as a thank you to them for their quite frankly awesome women's team. Um, Leon also went, by the way, uh, for a record-breaking streak of seven successive titles after they first won in 2002 Ligue 1. So um, they've also got some heritage there on the men's side as well. Um, Hayley, who's your other pick apart from Marseille? Mine's just purely
2: because if I I was going to go and cover a game there, a little bit like Lindsay's um, train of thought, it's beautiful, picturesque, right down the south, Saint-Étienne. And sounds okay. just lovely as well. You've got kind of the big natural park with, with kind of the beaches and all the little kind of inlets and, and, and whatnot on the, the southeast coast. And I just think it's a beautiful place to go. I've been to Avignon before, which is, of course, a little further up, uh, obviously on much higher ground. So you have plenty of options all year round of things to do if you visit Saint-Étienne.
0: Maybe, Haley, you and I should just do our holiday arrangements <laughs> separately. <laughs> yeah. It's go clear how Leon. you too. <laughs> it's clear how you two
1: like to follow your French football. So, who are we going for? Marseille's a definite, isn't it? I think mm-hmm. you made the best justification there, Kate. Let's go with yeah. Lyon. Okay, so Marseille and Lyon in terms of league. And I'm just desperately writing these down, folks. Uh, next, we are heading over to the Bundesliga. So, Germany. Uh, Hayley, who have you got for this one?
2: Okay, I am going for eight-time winners of this competition. Could it be Bayern? Could it be Hamburg? Could it be Dortmund? It is Dortmund simply for their style of play. There you have it. Did you actually know the Bundesliga two seasons ago, and last season as well, but obviously a little bit difficult because the end of the season was curtailed, um, registered the average attendance as, as being the highest? There you go. The German top flight retained first place ahead of... The Premier League—they averaged over forty-four thousand five hundred fans oh. per game. Just a random little one to throw yeah. in. There. I still Who thought it was still thought it was the Premier League. Um, I've got Dortmund, and my—you said we could have champions, but obviously not from every league. But we absolutely have to have Bayern Munich in there as well as a superpower yes. in Europe.
0: I'm on board with that because Bayern Munich, you have to have a team that can humiliate and they are that team. You don't want to watch a competition where you're not going to get an 8-2 occasionally or a 7-1. That's what you get. And also, in terms of strikers, Robert Lewandowski is one of my favourites in European football to watch. Um, Another theme that you'll have with some of my choices is that I've chosen small cities with overachieving football teams because I think if you've not got much of a population but you are really... You're really overachieving when it comes to football, you deserve that place. You haven't got millions and millions in terms of population. Well, that's the case with Wolfsburg. About hundred thousand live in Wolfsburg. Okay. Um, so I'm putting them in for that reason. Also, the home of Wolf- uh, Volkswagen, of course. Um, and they. But were- <laughs> <laughs> well, like okay. you know, you want you want sort of that those heritage landmarks. yeah the, yeah <laughs> definitely um and they won bundesliga in 2009 so they have one thing so i'm i'm going to put wolfsburg in there
1: OK, so I went for Bayern as well and I've gone for Werder Bremen because every single year one of our 12 teams gets to be there on green points. Yes, that's right. It's one of the most green clubs. Well, their stadium is one of the most green stadiums out there. It's the uh, Vesa Stadion and it's got this really state-of-the-art solar energy system. 200,000 solar cells cover the roof of the stadium and the stadium produces enough energy to power four to 500 houses a year. So one my one green place in this, league, goes to Werder Bremen. Um, who are we going to go for? So Bayern is a mutual consensus. Werder Bremen, we've got Wolfsburg and Dortmund. Dortmund feels like it might be a bit predictable. I'm almost keen to give it to Wolfsburg, Lindsay, if that's OK with everyone. Um, because I think, yeah, why not shout out the little guys? OK. Hi, little guys. <laughs> you don't say hello in German, Haley. You should know this by now. Oh, yeah, so. that's true. Tag. Um, OK, Italy is where we're going next. Uh,
0: Lindsay Hooper. I'm going Juve. I've enjoyed watching so many, if we're talking Champions League matches, um, I've enjoyed so many that have involved Juve. And um, for the reason that when we come to Spain, I'm not including Barcelona and we won't have any Messi, I was thinking we've got to have at least one of Ronaldo or Messi. So let's keep Ronaldo in the, in the new European Super League. So I'm going to stick with Juve. Uh, and again, though, when I'm looking at smaller cities with these overachieving teams, I've gone down Syria, and I think at the moment a team that are doing very well in Syria, Atalanta. Um, mm, me too. I've gone for them as well. I, yeah, I mean, since the 1940s, they've managed to stay in Syria, which I think in itself is such a huge achievement. Um, they ha- have such a small size of a city, and and I think. Uh, They're the ones that I take into my heart. They're the ones that I look out for when I'm when I'm looking
1: for results in Syria. They scored 98 goals last season. So excitement for me. They're like everyone's favourite pick uh, as a neutral. Uh, Hayley, who have you got for? So this is I'm just keeping an eye on the number of teams, uh, winners of their league. So, so far, we've got Liverpool for that and Bayern Munich. So we're at a count of two so far. Hayley, who are your Italian picks? I have also
2: gone with Juventus just purely for the stars and the side, and for one star man who has, um, well, never won the Champions League. Can you believe Gianluigi Buffon, with all that he's won, including a World Cup, has never won a big European competition? Yes, he's won the UEFA Cup, Super Coppa as well in, in, in Italy with. Um, uh, Palmer, he's won lots of awards. He's been in the UEFA Team of the Year, you know, UEFA Club Goalkeeper of the Year, FIFA World Cup All Star Team of the Year, the Ballon d'Or. He came um, ninth placed, um, and for four different years was up there in the Ballon d'Or Team of the Year as well. Um, I mean, just going through everything that he's won is just the the longest list you could possibly imagine. Um, But for someone like Jean-Louis Buffon, at the ripe old age of 42 years old, I would like to see involved in this competition. Okay, who else? And Fiorentina. Okay. I was a big fan of Fiorentina many, many, many years ago when they had Luca Toni playing for them. So I'd always had a little bit of a love for them. I also went on a trip there with the uh, university once um, and just thought it was, again, somewhere beautiful to visit. So, Why again, not? this is all based, I'm thinking of the fans, the I'm thinking devil of where not? they'd like to go. Of course, you're in you're in Tuscany, aren't you? You've got the rolling hills, the beautiful backdrop behind the Stadio Artemio Franchi.
0: Okay,
1: so I have uh, not gone for Juve. I went for AC Milan just based on European history alone. They've won 18 officially recognised UEFA and FIFA international titles. They remain tied with Boca Juniors as having won the most in the world. Okay. Uh, They're, of course, very, very successful in the Champions League. Only Real Madrid has beaten their record there. And I also went for Atalanta, just like Lindsay. So those are our choices. Basically, Juve, Atalanta, Fiorentina and AC Milan. The only thing I'm going to say to you, ladies, is if you go for Juve, it means you then can't have Real Madrid in yes. the competition. Yes, and we're, we're bumping off. Florentino
2: Perez. <laughs> <yeah>, Florentino Perez. <laughs>
1: So, eat my, eat so my dirt. I'm just I'm just handing that handing that warning out there. OK, who are we going to go for? Atalanta, I think, would be good because two of us have gone for that. Do we do we go for Juve and Biff off Real Madrid? Sounds like Haley's willing to do that. OK, I mean, it's a controversial thing as they are the most successful European side in history.
2: I th- I think you have to have Real Madrid just for the global kind of um, aspect of things. And okay. If we're hoping to recoup this money back from one of the big banks, you're going to need the you, you know, are gonna
1: yes, that's that
2: one th- of the big teams commercially. You're gonna, right. Com- yeah, attract the audiences worldwide as opposed to just across Europe. Okay. So,
1: yep, Juve out. Uh, AC Milan or Fiorentina for the second pick.
2: I'm just going for Fiorentina because we need a team out of the top five, and they just were the only team that I knew a little bit about.
1: Okay, let's go to our final country, which is Spain. So we've all said Real Madrid, haven't we? Because we need to keep this quick now. So Real Madrid, of thirteen-time winners of the Champions League, can't not have them. Uh, who's your other pick, Hayley? Um, I've got Sevilla. Okay. Because
2: I think they've excelled in recent years in in, in the competition. I sadly was at the heart of a big Sevilla win uh, at the heartbreak of Middlesbrough being in um, the Europa League final. Was it the UEFA Cup final? Can't remember. Same thing. When you look at all the competitions in Europe with both the UEFA Cup and Europa League kind of aggregated, Sevilla would actually have five titles, two more than any other club in Spain in terms of the smaller, you know, you take Barcelona and Real Madrid out of it. So I just think Sevilla would be a lovely team to have up there. And um, I think they're going to continue getting stronger and stronger.
0: Okay, so Lindsay, who have you gone with? I think we're agreed that Barca don't make the cut right now, and I think if you're going to have the giants of Real Madrid, let's go for the tiny, tiny minnows that are Ibar, um, twenty-seven thousand population. This is this is the smallest team that I could find in one of the major leagues around Europe. Um, this is the equivalent in England of a little place called Beverly, if you've heard of it. Oh, like Hull in Hull. Beverly. Yeah. Beverly FC, that's like them playing in the Premier League and they play in La Liga. And I just think it's incredible story.
1: So I had Barca on there because purely because they're the most followed club on TikTok. <laughs> I just thought for engaging the kids, the future of football, let's go with that. But I agree, it feels a little bit remiss to leave out the little guys. So Real Madrid were agreed on. Do we go with Ibar or Sevilla?
2: But do we not want to be watching some of the biggest names play against each other? I mean, Sevilla... Uh, they don't have, you know, your Ronaldo's and your, your your Messi's in the side, but they've got Luke de Jong, Rakitic, um, Lucas Ocampos. Um, they've also got Jesus Navas in there, great defender,
0: Shirley Mobile. Okay. I just think they've so got so many stars. And say Real yes. Madrid and Sevilla, yeah? yeah?
2: Yeah. Fine. And we've also,
0: we have got some of the other underdogs yes. um, so, um, that we've already, Atalanta and... Yeah, exactly. Fernando
1: renting one of my personal things. All right, OK. Back down, you've got it you've got it now. Uh so not all about the big five leagues. Two wild cards. We need to keep it brief please ladies. Uh, remember Porto winning under Mourinho? This is why wild cards are so important. We haven't even included Portugal in this conversation thus far. So, uh Lindsay, your two wild card picks please.
0: Is this where I can resurrect Stoke again? Yes, so can yes, they do yes, it on, you can. can they do it on a cold Tuesday night can in Can they do it on a
1: cold Tuesday night in Stoke? Yeah. yeah,
0: okay. So Stoke is one of yours for all the above reasons. And then I'm torn between, I feel like you've got to have either a big hitter in there from the Netherlands like Ajax, because we've enjoyed watching those over the years in European competition, or one of the new teams on the block that I think are starting to make waves, like RB Salzburg. Mm-hmm. They've become the biggest footballing team in Austria, haven't they? Um, they beat Napoli, Celtic, Marseille. They're started to beat big teams, So I'd go with them, maybe. RB Salzburg. Okay, so Stoke and RB Salzburg. Um, Hayley, who have you gone with? Right. For my wild cards,
2: quite simply, Rangers and Celtic. (laughs) We always talk about moving them down and putting them in the Premier League or dropping them into a league with other teams. Uh, It's never going to happen, is it? This is about the only chance they've got of playing alongside some of Europe's elite because uh, even in the Champions League, they're struggling a little, aren't they? So I think completely fresh start, rip it all up. And for Celtic and Rangers and for Neil Lennon and for Steven Gerrard to be involved in this European Premier League, I think would just be absolutely brilliant. And British teams as well, celebrating them so we can... You know, if we're losing out on some of the English Premier League teams, then at least we've got the SPFL to rely on.
1: Hmm, Okay, I went for Ajax because the team won the Champions League 50 years ago. So I thought in homage to that, they could be included in our European Super League. Um, They won it in uh, 1971, 2-0 against Panathinaikos with a goal from Dick Van Dyke, talking about Van Dyke on this podcast. Not the Dick Van Dyke and Mary Poppins, by the way.
0: Just in in case you thought, what? Um, I did feel like... He was a very talented chap, though. (laughs) He could do quite a lot of stuff. His accent was
1: very bad, though. Um, Yes, he could could certainly play a lot of musical instruments at once. Um, I feel like we should have a Portuguese team in there, too. But instead... For my other pick, I've based it around the European Golden Boot. And which team does the winner belong to? Well, the winner was Chiro Immobile, 36 goals last season. He won the European Golden Boot. His team, Lazio. So Lazio is my second pick. I did also think about whether we should just for giggles put Nottingham Forest in there for heritage purposes. Um, So let's put in Ajax, shall we? Yeah, Okay. As two of us sort of mentioned that one. And then I think it's only right to have a Scottish team in there. Yeah. So this is going to lead to some social media abuse. Hayley McQueen, which one are you going to choose? Rangers or Celtic?
2: Oh, no. Oh, this is awful.
1: You're going to go okay, for so soldiers. The,
2: the the rain tick. Um, <laughs> gosh, I think... Or just none the, of them. I think at the moment... At the moment... This is so naughty and, of us. Um Oh, I mean, Rangers are top of the league right now, aren't they? And they've got Steven Gerrard. So for Rangers, it would be absolutely brilliant. For European brilliant. heritage purposes.
1: Yep, Rangers. OK, I'm, um, I'm going... But No,
2: but oh, I was going to say, but for for Celtic, I reckon they could put up a bit more of a challenge right now. I think they've got the squad to compete, whereas Rangers might just not quite have
0: the squad. I'm not sure. I'm torn. There's arguments for both. Lindsay Hooper... Which one? Rangers or Celtic? Well, seeming as I'm less invested in this, I'm just going to say Celtic. So just there you go. I'll I'll, I'll take the right. Right.
1: Right. Do we want to then summarise our super team? Here we go. So Ajax and Celtic make up the two wildcard picks. They join Liverpool and Manchester United, Marseille and lyon Bayern Munich and Wolfsburg, Atalanta and AC Milan, and Real Madrid and Sevilla. And that, ladies, I think is a pretty awesome ultimate European league. Well, you can tell us your teams, folks. Maybe you disagree with us uh, at Offside Rule Pod if you'd like to send us your list of 12 teams. Up next, the ultimate comeback. This is The Offside Rule with Kate Borsay, Lindsay Hooper, and Hayley McQueen. But all the talk this week has been about Jordan Pickford's scissor tackle on Virgil van Dyke. ouch, and uh, that the Liverpool defender might miss the whole of the season now after tearing his ACL. As a result, I'd like us to bring some uplifting stories, some positivity, please, to Mr van Dyke. Uh, I'd like players who've come back from serious injury to rise like a phoenix once again. Have they come back better, even? Hayley McQueen, who is your pick of inspiration for Virgil? Right.
2: It's the first person that came to mind for me, and it was Henrik Larson, who at the age of 28 years old suffered a double leg break. It was horrific. And at 28, you do slightly worry. Early 20s, you're kind of young enough. You, you've got that time, haven't you? But as, as a forward, you're at your peak. Um, he spent many, many, many months just getting back to, to, to full fitness. And you kind of wondered if um, he'd had his time and that would be it. And it was over. But... He went on, after a double leg break, winning the European Golden Boot. He scored 35 goals in the league in 38 competitions as Celtic won the domestic treble. Um, He would even go on to claim that the injury actually made him a better player and that the timeout made him really think and take stock of his career so far and how he was then going to make the most of it going forward. So that's a positive one from me.
1: OK. I also had him, actually, just as someone who's come back better. I did also think about Americ um, report as well and just whether he obviously spent a lot of time out last season. Did that scupper City's chances? Possibly it did. Is there some inspiration from someone coming back and performing as well? Possibly, we could say. Um, I wasn't going to use Luke Shaw because that's not one that I think is relevant to the topic criteria.
0: Uh, Lindsay? oh that's a bit harsh he hasn't come back that bad has he (laughs) no I know I'm kind of teasing slightly um a man that we see on our TV screens a lot. And this should be a shining example for Virgil van Dyke because he is also a defender. And it is Roy Keane from Manchester United because you remember he suffered an ACL injury in the 97-98 season. It was actually Haaland, um, but Haaland Senior, um, who inflicted that injury on him. He returned the following season to help United to the historic double. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. So coming back after I think he had about nine months out. So look, you know, Roy Keane, he's made of strong stuff, as is Virgil van Dyke. Come on, you know, that's exactly the sort of, sort of person he should be moulding himself on. Well, there you go. Some hope there for Virgil van Dyke. And uh let's let's say he comes
1: back stronger and lifts the trophy again for Liverpool Football Club, eh, ladies?
2: <laughs> yes, Kate. <laughs> a good a good start here, actually, when I was kind of looking and reading, you know, various kind of uh, physios and surgeons information. And I did find a stat saying 83% of elite athletes return to pre-injury kind of sport um, capacity after they've suffered a terrible accident if you're under the age of 30 years old. So there you go.
1: Mm, it's just those 17% that I'd yeah. be a little bit worried about. But yes, I think um, I think you have to be determined, don't you? Be de- be determined and hope for the best and obviously some yeah. good
2: and expertise and around Virgin you. Is, Virgin? Virgil is still under 30 years old, so that gives him hope at the ripe young age of 29 and a
1: half. You're right, just in there. OK, ladies, a bit of fun for our final topic. I'd like you to get your cash out, please. <sighs> Okay, well, ladies, uh, as you might know, I'm sure you do, uh, to watch some Premier League matches, you now have to spend £14.95 on top of your Sky or BT Sports subscription. It's a lot of money and there's been some serious kickback against it. So here at the Offside Rule, we would like to give you some suggestions for other ways to spend your £15, um, particularly because perhaps the first £14.95 on West Brom Burnley could have been spent better elsewhere. So just a bit of fun here ladies Hayley where would your £14.95 go if it wasn't on the football
2: okay well do you know what I probably would pay that amount for a game if I wasn't going to be able to see it and I wasn't going to be able to go to a stadium knowing that some of the money of well all the money is gonna be going back to the clubs itself. Um, so I probably would and we'd be spending a lot more time at home. However, I do like the idea of a Medium pizza, 1.25 litres of soft drink <laughs> and cookies with a side from Domino's.
1: Oh my god, that's loads. It is loads. <gasps> what a and deal. And That's
2: the delivery cost in that as well. And that's that's a deal that they have from Monday to Thursday. There are other pizza places that you can, of course, try around yes, the country, but yes. it's just I tend to get these texts from Domino's that just pop up out of pop up out of nowhere you'd think (laughs) I'd order it and they'd they'd know what yeah a little
1: bit quite often on a
2: Monday night I get a text at sort of five o'clock just reminding me that in the
1: past (sighs)
0: they know this is what I've done yeah
1: okay let's do a round robin on this Lindsay throw me an idea for 15 pounds please okay
0: well I've been shopping because I think this could also double up as some stocking filler ideas we're getting closer to Christmas (laughs) So as Have people are boots? listening to this. Um, well, first of all, no, it's all online now, isn't it? You can't really go into shops without having a bit of a hassle with all the masks and stuff. So I've been online. Would you believe some of the trinkets that I've managed to find on eBay for within our budget of £15? How um, long did you spend researching this? <laughs> I've had a lot of fun. <laughs> I've kept the football theme. So there's a signed David Ginola photo from his Newcastle playing days. £6.81 Ooh. you can get that for. Who doesn't want to wake up and Look at David Ginola every morning. I think that's quite a nice one. Well, you can get two. Well, two next, Davids, what I've done you? is um, to not repeat myself. Um, I've made up the budget. I've found another purchase. Um, you can find online at the moment on eBay Republic of Ireland football programmes signed by the late Jack Charlton for eight pounds. Wow! Yes, no. What? So you could get both that's of those for a football cheap. fan for under fifteen quid. Wow.
1: Very good indeed. Um I'm upset that you haven't given me a Freddo count yet, Lindsay, for fourteen
0: pounds ninety five. Oh, you can get you can get nearly sixty Freddos. They're twenty five pence now, modern day. Um how about a personalised message from Marcus Bent? You can get
1: one and a half of these. It's £10 each uh, for a message from Marcus Bent. Ladies, straight to your phone. This is taken off during the pandemic, this idea. Uh, the cell around it, uh, this is the striker who played for Premier League clubs like Everton, Crystal Palace, Birmingham and more. Now you can request a personal video message from me here on Memo, says Marcus Bent. Let's have some proper banter. Uh, I think that might make me not want to choose it. But anyway, should you wish if you're a fan Marcus Bent one and a half personalised messages from him Hayley what else have you got okay well you could
2: actually have a football team round your house and feed them all with pie for under 15 quid that's right You can buy 11 Killy Pies. They're £1.29, famous award-winning hearty pies filled to the brim with chunks of succulent Scotch beef in a rich, delicious gravy encased in a handmade pastry. And I can confirm they are absolutely delicious. And you can get them now online in Aldi. Oh, well. Do you know what you can't get for £14.95? A mug from the Arsenal Club shop online. (gasps) quid for a ceramic mug with a picture of hybrid on it
1: i mean what the hell mm.
0: 15 yes pounds. that is a
1: lot isn't it i wonder how much the markup is
0: well don't worry guys i've got so many more suggestions for these stocking fillers go on then so Everton fans, at the moment, they are on cloud nine, as we know. Brilliant start to the season. So I, I would imagine at the moment they are dreaming about football. They're dreaming about Carlo Ancelotti. They're dreaming about James Rodriguez. So in the morning when they get up and they have their breakfast, they'd quite like an Everton toast stamp. £4.99. You oh, can get three a, of those. Everton oh toast stamp rather than yes. a toast stamp.
1: I thought you said a toast <laughs> stamp. And I said, what the hell no. is a Toast stamp. Toast stamp.
0: Yeah, Everton Toast Stamp. Uh, You could have that for an Everton family, three... So three for £15, all of you can have a go, family of three. Um, And also when it came to the game, it wasn't that bad actually, West Brom Burnley, there were chances Chris Wood hit the woodwork uh, twice. So it wasn't one of those nil-nils where there were no chances. But let's imagine that one of the pay-per-views is like watching paint dry. I took that quite literally and then looked at football wallpaper and you can actually get from Etsy, football stadium pitch, you could do a feature wall for... um, Oh, I love this idea, yeah. Your own bedroom, or yes. you could do it for one of your children's bedrooms if you wanted to. You could actually do some wallpapering. Fourteen ninety nine. <gasps> I'd love you to do that in your house and just see what your partner says, Lindsay.
1: Just have them walk in one day, and you've got the whole of Molyneux. I don't over think one I'd, I'd get you. a very good reaction. <laughs> love <to> that. <laughs> um, if the game is a bit tedious, you might just want to put it on the radio instead. What can you do for your fifteen pounds whilst you're listening to the highlights on the radio? You can bazooka your varuka. There you go. Some luxury. level... <laughs> freezing lotion, wow. 15 quid wow. from Bazooka to get that Veruca. Wow. I also thought, you know, why not watch some non-league football? It just seems like a winner to me, doesn't it? I'm sure for £15 you can go and see some non-league football fans allowed in stadiums, socially distanced, of course, but that feels like it might be the honourable way to go. Lindsay?
0: No, there aren't many of these left online. You'll have to really do some searching to find it. But um, I did manage to find one on Spock, of all places, if you've heard of that app. Uh, Grow Your Own Anfield Pitch. They're seed packs. <laughs> oh, my £15. Gosh. Pounds. Really? Yes. And it, how are they... Is it,
1: di- is it directly from the grass at Anfield? Is that is that why they're allowed to no, be labelled as no, such? No, I think oh. you need to
0: go and you need to do a little Google, but you get your own... Um, it, it gives you Anfield, um, a picture of Anfield, and then you just grow seeds in the grass for Anfield within that picture, if you're getting my gist. Oh,
1: you actually, yeah, you actually sow a picture into yes. your grass of Anfield. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. I'll- quite like that one um okay well i think we've done really well spending our 15 pounds ladies um if you would prefer to watch football and i completely understand after some of our picks why why you might want to listeners at your pay-per-view options this weekend are villa leeds fulham versus crystal palace liverpool sheffield united arsenal leicester and brighton west bromwich albion just before we end it's time for some any other business well, as ever here on the offside rule, we like to end with the smaller stories from the week that you might have missed. And I don't mean pay to check being in the Chelsea squad. Uh, we all know that one. I'd like some unknown stories, please, ladies. Lindsay.
0: Well, just coming off the back of us talking about pay-per-view, I don't know whether you did see that Newcastle fans raised £20,000 for a food bank by donating rather than watching via pay-per-view, which I thought was fantastic money That's raised. That's a very noble thing. Yeah, um, yeah really And like off that. the back of that as well, Lou Makari, I just wanted to give a mention to the the former United player because he's done, I'm sure you're aware of this, Haley. some tremendous work for the homeless. Uh, he's actually opened the Makari Centre. If, if you get a chance to go online, he's he's on Twitter and different social media platforms. There's all these new pods at the Makari Centre that is, he's opened. He's doing tremendous work to help homelessness. And I think it really does go a little under the radar. Um, often we talk about the great work that footballers do. Um, obviously, as a former pro, I, I think he should be certainly someone in line for a future MBE or recognition of some sort, because it is incredible, honestly. If you look into the work that he's done and the investment and time he's put in, um, hopefully it will make the world of difference, certainly up in Manchester. Oh, fabulous.
1: Fabulous.
2: Hayley? Absolutely. Um, yeah, well done. Well done, Lou. Um, Borussia Gladbag forward, Marcus Taram, whose dad is... Lillian a uh, World Cup winner, of course, uh, plays at the club. He very nearly didn't get let into the club. He turned up to the stadium on match day and security wouldn't let him in. And <laughs> what? He, why not? Yes. And this is why. He didn't, have his, uh, he didn't have his passport with him. He didn't have any ID with him. You'd think driving up in a big fancy sports car to the stadium and getting out, probably looking like a footballer with his, uh, I don't know, toilet bag under his arm um, would be enough just to just to stroll on through. But security didn't recognise him. And he tweeted, you know you've made it when you can Google yourself and use that as a form of identification. Which is very, very funny. And then he's posted a, a little picture as well of himself with his phone, Googling. Lots of people react. Um, to that as well very very funny oh, so he, he, he screen grabbed his phone basically you know of what he had to show someone saying look it's it's me and held his phone up against his face so they would let him into the stadium um, so there you go
1: now remember Angel City ladies so this is the new women's football team uh, it's going to enter into the National Women's Soccer League over in the States and it's Los Angeles based Angel City they have formally announced their name there was a bit of a tussle wasn't there between another club I think it was a rollerblading club was it yes uh, called Angel City yeah. The big announcement that it was all formal was made by stakeholder Natalie Portman. She's one of the famous celebs involved in this. And this is her telling Jimmy Fallon about it on Tuesday.
0: You're you're like an owner of a soccer team. That's nuts. It's so exciting. Um, We, a group of us um, became really passionate about uh, women's soccer because we have the best
1: players in the world, in the United States, in the most popular sport in the world, and
0: We are super excited to just um, kind of celebrate these incredible athletes. And, yeah, it's the first female-led, female investors, I think any professional sport um, found.
1: And I love the name too. Not just Natalie Portman involved. and We also actually got to hear about a couple of extra players, extra investors, um, or people putting their name to it anyway. Tennis icon Billie Jean King, joins WNBA legend Candace Parker and her daughter Lila also involved of course Serena Williams and her daughter Alexis Olympia are also involved in this as is Lindsay Vaughan, skiing legend James Corden Kobe Jones um, all manner of famous names involved in this club Angel
0: City one to watch it should be fascinating to see all that come together yeah and with those sorts of names just backing the club can you imagine the talent they're going to attract hopefully not too many from the WSL though <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
1: Well, that's it for another week, folks. Thank you for joining us on another whirlwind adventure of football. You can find us on Twitter and Insta at Pod. Don't forget to get your European Super League teams into us. Um, Hayley, how does everyone rate and review us on uh, various podcast platforms? You simply go to the
2: review section, tell us how absolutely wonderful we are and why everybody else should be listening to this podcast and this podcast alone. There are others available, of course, through The Athletic. But (laughs) make sure that when you go to the stars across the, the screen, you will see one, two, three, four, you click on five. Simple as that.
0: Ah, Lindsay, where are you going to be this weekend on your travels? I'm Midlands-based this weekend, so I'm going to be at Stoke. I keep mentioning Stoke, this this podcast. I'm at Stoke against Brentford, and then I'm at Wolves against Newcastle on Sunday. Well, Hayley, enjoy your week at your mum's. It sounds delicious. Listeners, stay dry if it's raining
1: where you are. If it's not, enjoy the sun, get out for some fresh air and exercise, and we'll see you next week. Bye.
2: Muddy News
1: Media. Sports
2: Social Podcast Network.